The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents her strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, it's like Amazon's taking over the world. I think you probably already knew that. Well, now they want to get in your front door. According to Tom Forbes in an article, that I just read in Marketing Daily, Amazon's launching something called the Amazon Key in-home kit. So basically, for the low, low price of $249.99, Amazon will uh, bring all your wonderful Amazon products right into your house and lock it behind them. And you can monitor them via cameras that will be installed. It's kicking off in 37 metro areas in um, this November uh, with more locations on the way. And, of course, you can't have it unless you're Amazon Prime. Interesting how that works. Uh, Installation is free if you can do it yourself. Um, Apparently, uh, the kit includes an Amazon Cloud Cam, again, that's placed inside your door to monitor how all of it goes down. So here's how it works. You, um, It replaces the key with a digital passcode. Each time a delivery driver requests access to a customer's home, Amazon, Amazon verifies that the correct driver is at the right address at the intended time, and uh, they have an encrypted authentic- authentication process that they use. Sounds very complex to me. Uh, Amazon Cloud Cam starts recording and the door is then unlocked. There are no passcodes or keys that are ever given to delivery drivers. So I I suppose this is supposed to make things easier for those Amazon drop-offs. But uh, I don't know if I want Amazon having access to my house. Seems... uh, Seems kind of uh, big brotherish to me. Our purse profile today is the Gucci girl, single woman in her late twenties to early thirties, with a higher income, uh, age about mm, twenty-nine, average age, college grad, single, employed full time, no kids. Uh, they like novelty and change. They like to experiment with new styles. They change brands up just because they have a whim to try something new. These women are among their friends to try something brand new, new styles, new trends, and they also are great for referrals and recommendations. They love to go out and shop just for the fun of it, even if they don't purchase anything. Uh, They want to get to the top of their career, would like to start their own business, and they are willing to give up time with their family to advance in their career. Remember, these are women who are single. Uh, they're willing to try new things and not particularly brand loyal. So where are they shopping? They're shopping at Nordstrom, Neiman Marcus, uh, to name a few. They're driving uh, Mercedes, Jeep, uh, and Infinities. Um, and what are they wearing? Well, they're wearing Gucci. There are the Gucci girls after all. Kenneth Cole are just a few of them. You can find them reading Cosmo, Glamour, Elle, InStyle, Vogue, um, all those typical ones. Uh, And they're online a lot as well. They're looking at Travelocity, 
they're looking at USA Today to get their news, I suppose. Um, and uh, they're watching some TV, but not a ton. Mainly they're, they're online. HGTV, Bravo, TLC are some of the tops. Well, my guest today is... Um, Gosh, what a great background she has. She is a Canadian writer and artist. Faith Erin Hicks started making comics for fun and putting them on the web when she was in college. And boy, has she come a long way. She's managed to make a whole career out of it. She's worked in the animation industry for several years before transitioning into writing and drawing comics full time back in 2008. She's since published a number of graphic novels, including one that won the Eisner Award award in 2014 called The Adventures of Superhero Girl. Um, it has gone on through four printings and has been recently released in an expanded version featuring two new stories and new art. And Erin, uh, Faith Erin Hicks is going to be coming up at the Miami Book Fair this month and I'm thrilled to have her on to talk about her award-winning book. So stick around, more Purse Strings returns after the break. Her strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or call no. 612-73840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. All of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm programs on air and on demand 24-7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Welcome back. I'm thrilled today to have an author, Faith Erin Hicks, on the show today. Those of you who follow graphic novels probably know her work. Very, very prolific. She uh, committed to comics full-time starting in 2008. And since then, she has written works like Zombies Calling, uh, that was her very first one. Uh, the War on Ellesmere, Brain Camp, Friends with Boys, Nothing Can Possibly Go Wrong, The Adventures of Superhero Girl, uh, The Last Among Us, American Dreams, uh, The Nameless City, which is the first in a trio. Uh, first one originally came out last year in 2016. 
but it's uh, the book that won the Eisner Award in 2014, The Adventures of Superhero Girl, which is why she's on today. She's bringing that book to the Miami Book Fair this month, and I'm thrilled to have her on. And She is uh, the epitome of girl power. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm thrilled to have you on. This is not your first rodeo. I mean, uh, it's not your first Miami Book Fair. Uh, no. At all. You were, what, there last year talking about the Nameless City, right? Yeah, I was very fortunate to be invited. Um, and yeah, this year, uh, this year I've been, been invited back to talk about The Adventures of Superhero Girl, which uh, is an older book. It came out in 2013. But yeah, Dark Horse, the publisher, has just released a new edition of it. So there's a brand new, brand new version of it out there in the world. Yes. Now you've added a couple of new stories and some new artwork, right? Is that what's new about it? Yeah, so there's actually three new stories, um, two that had, two stories that had been previously published in um, a, a collection of uh, Canadian superhero comics. Uh, it was an anthology put together by uh, a friend, a friend of mine, uh, but they were not pre- they were not published um, in in Amer- really in American comics. Like it was just an anthology, mostly mostly for for Canadian readers. Um, so those have been included in the, the new edition, and then I did a brand new story that was just for the new edition. Very exciting. Well, it's a very popular book. And as we've okay. said a couple of times, it's an award-winning book. So congratulations on that. Uh, Thank what, you. What inspired you to write the book to begin with? Um, well, it was actually a suggestion by a friend of mine. Uh, I used to live in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And Halifax has this great comic book store called Strange Adventures. Um, and it's owned by this guy, Cal Johnson. And, um, you know, Cal is a friend of mine and uh, his story is wonderful and welcoming and supports a diversity of creators and a diversity of comics. And back in, oh gosh, I believe it was like 2010 at this point, um, there wasn't a lot of superhero comics being published for girls. Uh, I feel like superheroes as a genre are very appealing to, you know, all genders, but there wasn't really a lot of comics being published with a, a, a young female reader in mind. So I remember my friend Cal, owner of this comic book store, saying to me, you should write a Supergirl comic. Like, you know, that character from DC Comics, Supergirl, Superman's cousin. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a great idea, Cal. DC will probably never hire me. But then I got the I kind of stuck with the idea. I like the idea of this, like, young female superhero, you know, making her way in the world. And that was kind of the genesis of, of Superhero Girl. Um, you know, she's a little bit, she, she knows, you know, she's a young a young woman um, trying to find her find her place in the world, and she has these superpowers, slightly boring superpowers. She can jump over buildings that are shorter than eleven stories, and she's fairly invulnerable. But it's like you know, she's not like a flashy superhero. She doesn't have these amazing superpowers. But she knows what she loves, and that's being a superhero. She wants to help people. She wants to save the world. Um, but you know, there are obstacles in between her and becoming a full time superhero. So I kind of like worked in all of my feelings at the time about being an artist and trying to make a living as an artist into this superhero character. And yeah, just made up all these goofy stories where she like has to fight villains like the Marshmallow Menace who like throws marshmallows at her. (laughs) And then surprisingly enough, like it's just one of those books where it's like, I I just kind of made it for myself. I didn't really think anyone else would read it. And then Dark Horse approached me about publishing it and all of a sudden it's like all these kids really like it and they're dressing up as superhero girl on Halloween and I have an Eisner award. So there you <laughs> one, go. Of, one, of the, 
<laughs> yeah, like one of my one of the strangest successes in my career. But you know, I'm absolutely thrilled that it's resonated with people. Well, and I think it it resonates with girls, as you said, and women. I mean, moms and dads, their kids. I mean, it, it has really broad appeal, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I actually just got a note from a parent saying that he had read like Superhero Girl was like his kid's favorite book, and he had to read it to her like. He said he'd read it to her 72 times oh my over the gosh. past year. So, I, I, I mean, I'm thrilled that, that, you know, his daughter likes that book so much, but I feel kind of bad for him having to read this book over and over again. <laughs> he could probably have written the the uh, the sequel to the book himself. He probably knows. Oh, himself. probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you model Superhero Girl after anyone? I mean, you talked about how it, it kind of modeled your life, but would you say mm-hmm. it's autobiographical? I mean... Gosh, it may be a little embarrassing to maybe a little embarrassing to admit it, but I mean, it is in a sense. I feel like a lot of the feelings that I felt at that particular time in my life, I definitely put into this book. You know, my feelings of like knowing what I really loved, which was art, which was making comics. But at the time, you know, I wasn't sure if I would actually be able to make a living at it. And then there are things like um, Superhero Girl has an older brother who is, like, much more successful than her. <laughs> He's, like, very popular. And he is, like, accepted in the superhero community as, as this, this amazing superhero. Um, and I do have a brother, not older, actually. He's younger. But, it, and you know, I, I say this with love because I do love my brother. But it's, like... There were many, were many periods in our lives where it's like he was he was the successful one and I was the one that was, you know, kind of looking up at him being like, oh, why can't I get my life together the way he does? <laughs> uh, but you did. You're a superhero after all. So you yeah, really yeah, I survived. <laughs> yeah, I survived. Gosh, yeah. Um, it's been next year. It will be 10 years that I've, I transitioned into working in the comics full time. And it's been wonderful. And uh, I'm absolutely thrilled that this is my job. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are thrilled that it's your job too. Um, so, what do you what do you think readers can learn from Superhero Girl? I mean, like, kind of, what are those those uh, universal takeaways that you um, that you feel like kind of come out of the book? And maybe it's different for everyone who reads it. Maybe they learn something different. But what are what are fans saying to you? I mean, I hope that. I hope that people will take to heart her perseverance and the fact that she does love this thing. She loves being a superhero. And sometimes there are people that tell her, no, you, you don't look like a typical superhero. You're like, you know, this, this kind of skinny girl and you don't look like this, you know, giant muscly superman type guy. So, you know, therefore you can't be a superhero. And hopefully, hopefully people will take that to heart and be like, no, no, you know, just because I don't look the part, or I don't necessarily fit into this box, I can still become this thing. Um, and I know for myself, it's like, like now the comic industry is quite different. But when I first started out, there were so few women making comics. Now it's very different. Now there are so many women making comics. And that's wonderful to see. Um, but I, I remember for a long time, there was this period where I, I kind of felt like, oh, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I fit in this industry. I'm not sure if I'm necessarily welcome because I am different from the typical cartoonist. So hopefully, you know, hopefully those are lessons that people will take away from this book. But, you know, I mean, other people just seem to enjoy like the the fights and, you know, the goofy villains. So I'm fine with that as well. <laughs> yeah. Again, everybody takes something their own away from a book, no matter what. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> do you feel like we're in need of a superhero, maybe even a, a girl superhero now more than ever? I mean, I feel like we need 
superhero representation for all people. I, I feel like we need, you know, superheroes of color. I feel like we need queer superheroes. Um, and, you know, I look at what's being published right now and even the movies that are coming out and it's like, oh, we have Black Panther coming up. You know, Wonder Woman was a huge success. And it's like, I, I would just, I would just love to see more representation of all kinds of people. Cause we all, you know, we all want to see ourselves represented in this, in this, this superhero, this person who saves the world. We want to see ourselves in this person. Yeah. I was going to ask you about Wonder Woman. What did you think of it? Oh, um, I have, I feel really bad admitting this, admitting this, but I have actually not seen it yet. Oh no! <laughs> I know, I know. I feel so bad. Okay, I do have a, I do have a very good. I feel like I have a good explanation. I just, you know, this year I was just in incredible crunch mode. I had this horrible deadline, and I, I just, you know, I, I've only seen like three movies so far this year. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> just because of my my very intense workload, but I apologize. I mean, I know like so many of my friends were so excited for that movie, and I feel badly that I didn't see it in theaters. Okay. Well, you're going to have to see it. You know that, of course. You've got to. Yes, see it. of course. Thing of course. I'm going to tell you is I loved it. I thought oh, it was good. amazing, and um, I it's been a long time coming. I was glad to see her finally come to the big screen, and for it to be mm-hmm. as well done as it was. Um, yeah, and I think really just kind of whets the appetite for more empowered women mm-hmm. who are superheroes, as opposed to just you know the beautiful young thing that happens to be at the right place at the right time. Anyway, it just oh, I thought it was great. So yes, get yourself to um, <laughs> Netflix wherever it's airing. I have no idea where it is, but anyway, you need to you absolutely need to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm thrilled for its success as well. You know, I, I was definitely, I don't necessarily, I didn't grow up with Wonder Woman, so I don't really have uh, a huge connection with the character, but I'm I'm thrilled to see the success of the movie and hopefully it'll open doors for, yeah, more, more women superheroes to come. Yeah, let's hope. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, I do want to talk to you a little bit about your your process like how does all this creativity come out of you so we're going to order from faith erin hicks when we come back in just a sec stick around her strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers there are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the u.s webmasterradio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing, Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. 
Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Oh, and welcome back. We've been talking with Faith Erin Hicks today. She's a Canadian writer and artist and and uh, author who is bringing her Adventures of Superhero Girl back to the Miami Book Fair. Came out in 2013. It's been reissued. It won an Eisner Award in 2014. And we've been talking about the need for uh, girls who are heroic, let's say, superheroic. Uh, and Erin uh, Faith Aaron Hicks has been quite prolific. Um, in fact, The Nameless City is a three-book series, the first of which came out last year, and that's why you were at the Miami Book Fair last year. Uh, talk a little bit about that trilogy. When is book two supposed to drop? Oh, book two actually came out earlier this year. It came out in the oh, spring. Fantastic. Great. How's it being received? <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. So you can read books one and two, and book three will be out next year in the fall. September, sometime late September, I believe, is, is the publication date. Um, but Name of City is uh, a fantasy action-adventure series about two kids who um, are on opposite sides of a complicated political conflict. Um, there's this city that they live in, uh, the Nameless City, and it's a, it's a city with a long history in this fantasy world. It's been conquered over and over again, different people trying to control it. So these two kids who, uh, so these two kids meet in the city, and the boy, Kai, he is a member of the ruling elite, and the girl, Rat, she is a street kid who has been orphaned by conflict. Uh, so they form kind of a combative friendship um, and end up entangled in conspiracies and there's like running and jumping and fighting and action and all that fun stuff and lots of like very, very complicated backgrounds. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a wonderful series to do, uh, very challenging to draw. And uh, yeah, the response to it has been has been really wonderful. Well, it sounds timely, having political conflict. I don't know that we'd know anything about that today, uh, but <laughs> it, it sounds like it's a sign of the time. So, uh, yeah, everybody out there, you got two books to read. The third one's coming out uh, next year, which is exciting. So yeah. when you uh, set out to write a graphic novel, I mean, like, where does your inspiration come from? Do you start with an idea? Do you start with a character? Can you share a little bit about your process? Um, it really depends on the project. Some, like, typically my work does start with a character, you know, especially with Nameless City. It was like I had these two kids in mind, um, you know, these two kids with, uh, who naturally should be enemies. They shouldn't like each other, but then they form this friendship. Um, and it, with Superhero Girl, it was like, well, I had this character in mind, this, this quote-unquote superhero girl, and I wanted to see her life and how, you know, she struggled, struggled to make ends meet, how she interacted with the people in her world. Um, so those two books definitely came from like a character background. And then I sort of like start detailing the world and building the world around them. Um, yeah, it's a very long process. It's, it's, it's like writing a novel. It's like making, you know, making a movie. You, you spend hours and hours kind of alone in a room uh, going through all these different ideas. And sometimes you go down, you know, paths don't, that don't lead anywhere. And other times, you know, you manage to find your, find your way through the maze and make it to the end and, uh, all of a sudden you have, you have this script in hand you have this amazing, or well, hopefully it's amazing. Hopefully it's okay. <laughs> hopefully it's a good story that, that other people will enjoy reading. So um, what are you working on next? I mean, I'm assuming that third book in the Nameless City, hopefully that's being wrapped up, but do you have anything else in the hopper? Yes, I do. Uh, so yeah, the third Nameless City book is done. Uh, I finished it in the summer. <laughs> that was 
that was my uh, that was my crazy crunch. That's time why you didn't see Wonder of, Woman. Yeah. yeah, so that that book is to blame because I was just like struggling so hard to to make this deadline for that book. Um, so yeah, I'm actually working on two projects right now that I'm really excited for. Um, I'm not sure. Are you familiar at all with uh, there's an animated series? It's actually quite old now. It started about ten years ago called Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes, absolutely. I know exactly. I have watched it multiple times because my daughter loved it. Yes. Oh, good. Familiar. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I. It is one of my my absolute favorite TV shows. You know, I'm a big animation nerd, and um, I just I love this show so much. And um, I have there have been comics uh, published by Dark Horse that were previously written by by Gene Yang. And Gene is a wonderful writer. He is—he was actually recently the recipient of a um, Genius Grant Fellowship, MacArthur Genius Grant Fellowship. So he's like literally a certified genius and like a super nice guy. Um, so he wrote these comics and they were drawn by a Japanese art team, uh, Gurihuru. But now uh, Gene and Gurihuru have moved, moved on. So I will be taking over writing on the Avatar comics. Oh and, my gosh, uh, that's so exciting. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And the project is uh, the project is overseen by the two creators of the show, uh, Brian Knitsko and uh, Michael uh, DiMartino. So they've been they've been giving me a lot of input, and yeah, I'm in the midst of writing the the first script for the first book now. And the art will be done by uh, an American artist, Peter Wartman. He's great. I'm really excited to be working with him. So oh. that's project one. Oh wow! <laughs> and then I have another. I know. I know. It's like. If you're a freelancer, it's like, how many projects can I cram into my day? <laughs> it's horrible sometimes. Um, and then my second project is I am drawing but not writing a graphic novel called Pumpkinhead. Um, and it's, it's a fun slice of life story about these two teenagers set in a pumpkin patch. And it is written by the young adult author Rainbow Rowell who is a wonderful writer. I must, she's mostly known for her book, Eleanor and Park. She's written oh, a yes. lot of Eleanor amazing Oh, yes, Eleanor Park, books. another great book. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm so thrilled to be working with her. She's one of my favorite writers, and I feel like this graphic novel is just going to be amazing. So, oh. yep, that's, those are my, my, two, my two projects for the next, the next year. Uh, I'm sure they will keep me very busy. <laughs> uh, very busy and so exciting. I'm thrilled for both of those for Thank you. Thank you. How fun. Yeah, Avatar. I'm, I'm so yeah, The Last Airbender. That's a classic. I mean, that's just oh, yeah. Love that. Yeah, I love that series so much. And the comics have been really good. Like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Gene and Gary Hero's work. And, uh, you know, it's big shoes to fill. But hopefully hopefully I can do it. I'm certainly, oh, I'm working my hardest. Feeling. I have a feeling you can do it. <laughs> I have a feeling. Well, um, I want to drive everyone to your website, faithaaronhicks.com, where you can learn even more about uh, of course, your work and mm-hmm. all the books that you have there. And I just wish you the best of luck at the Miami Book Fair and with Avatar and Pumpkinhead and everything else you've got going on. And I'm just so glad you could make it on today. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to, to watching your work unfold over oh, the next you. 12 months as well. Thanks, Faith Aaron Hicks. And thanks to my producer, George. And please join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.